At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network we begin our number two betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook, and I believe it's all over at Congressional. And it looks like Lexi Thompson is going to come up mm-hmm. one stroke short. She needed a birdie yeah. on eighteen, and boy, a tough finish. Uh, bogey in four, I believe, oh, her last boy. six holes uh, or seven holes, I should say. But Inji Chung still has to make this uh, okay. short par, by the way, to go ahead and win because Thompson now and Minji Lee, who is my bet that was still alive here at about 16 to one, they are in at four under. So Inji Chung, a tour rookie, by the way, wow. only 20 years old. Uh, that's amazing on, on, on this tour, on this LPGA tour. Been some really good golf out there this year. So she's going to give this a long look. So this is for the win. Yes. And again, if she misses this, then your player is yeah. going to be back then in the got mix. A, then we've got a three-way playoff. So, so this is... Uh, I don't want to count Lexi out yet, because this looks like there's some meat in this bone here for this mm-hmm. par save here. Mm-hmm. And the win, it, I'm going to guesstimate this about a six, seven-footer. Yeah, this is not easy, because uh, she was off the, on the fringe and then had to putt it on, and that was picking up some speed going down the hill. So now this is back up the hill. Mm. Probably about between five and six feet, I would say. So we'll see if N.G. Uh, Chung, who you know, had been dominating this event. By the way, this is a major championship. Yeah. The, KPG, the KPMG, I should say, Women's PGA. PGA of America, by the way, raised it to $9 million for the purse. So a big purse for the ladies as NG Jones. This is a $9 million dollar putt, get this. America. And there it is, a, a major champion, Inji Chung, now back in the winner's circle. I was actually wrong. She is not a tour rookie, but now she has won another wow. major championship. So five hundred par, nine million dollars. She just won. Well, she didn't win nine million dollars. The, the, the purse was the purse nine was million dollars, but wins a significant amount of money. Woo. And boy, if you had Ng Chung all weekend, you're like, I'm sitting pretty. She was up six at one point yesterday and uh, had to fight her way back. Looked like all hope was lost, but that's the thing. Got to be tough. You never give in. That even, is, that, and, that's amazing that she was up by six and then down by two mm-hmm. in the final round against Lexi Thompson, a world-class player. Mm-hmm. And yet still, you just hang in there in these really yeah. tough golf courses like it is right now at Congressional. And lo and behold, she ends up with a one-shot win. So the winning number is 500 par. 
Look at this. She shot three over 75 today, mm-hmm. and that was good enough to get in the winner's Yeah, circle. she's now 27. That is her third major championship. I was confusing her with Heejin Choi, who is also in the final pairing, ends up finishing tied for fifth. But now NG Chung, three major championships, 2015 U.S. Women's Open, 2016 at the Avion Championship mm. over in France, and now this week at Congressional Country Club in Bethesda, Maryland, your old neck of the woods. Uh, I, 2022 KPMG Women's PGA Champion NG Chung. I could get to my... Uh, place of work back then when I worked at Fox right there on Wisconsin Avenue, you could get from congressional mm-hmm. to the office, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, no traffic. How about this? She led by seven after the first round. Remember, she was eight under par in the first round on Thursday, and everybody else tied for second was one under. Led by seven. She shot 75-75 on the weekend. And won. And hung on to win by one in a major championship. That is why... The strokes that you see on a Thursday and Friday, certainly at a major, mm-hmm. every stroke they count. matters. They really do because you go, oh, man, you give. we've talked about it before on the air with Jordan Spieth. Remember, he just gave away a one-footer once? Yes. Ended up losing that week by one. So, like, you never know where that stroke that you give up or that stroke that you, you gain, a, a good bogey save, for instance. Those things are paramount in a four-day tournament. So, again, congratulations. That's some hardware she's got right now uh, at Congressional. And, a, yeah, a really hard-fought win and a really <laughs> a hard A wire-to-wire win, and that was wow. one of the more bizarre wire-to-wire wins you'll ever see in a major championship. $1.35 million she just got mm-hmm. in a nice yeah. trophy there at Congressional. I, you know, and I would like to see the LPGA get a little bit more run in terms of coverage. Yeah. It's not going to be, you know— very much more than it is, but at least a little bit more run because the, it, it really is the, a good tour. And you couldn't see the women on TV today, on TV in America, uh, for about an hour into their round. That would never happen in the men's tour, yeah. is all we're saying. You're I know that shot. the coverage didn't start. And by the way, this is the uh, anniversary, I believe, the 50-year anniversary of Title IX, which, of course, has been all over the WNBA mm-hmm. broadcast and also this broadcast. So, N.G. Chung wins, and yet another heartbreaker for Lexi Thompson. You know, we were talking with Josh Ingles in the last segment. Hope you all got to catch a great information uh, for the games getting ready to go. And while we were having that discussion, as Josh let us know, uh, it was Judge that went yard for the Yankees. Stanton. Stanton went yard for the Yankees. So, 3-1 now. Houston has that lead as they play the top of the eighth here, but the no-no obviously is gone. Rays leading Pittsburgh 4-1. to Boston winning again 5-1 over the Guardians, mm-hmm. uh, and the White Sox trying to get a much-needed win. They're up 4-1. I was watching the A's and Royals game, which is now 4-3 Oakland, as they play the bottom of the seventh, and there was a nasty collision in that game uh, for Oakland on a pop-up, and it looked like the, the uh, right fielder and the second baseman yeah. collided, and both had to be escorted off the field and helped off so we'll try to get an injury update there uh, as the day goes on here. But four to three right now, Oakland. But boy, you're going to see that. And uh, boy, communication is so key. The old, I got it, I got it, I got it. Sometimes it's hard to hear. Right. Uh, and that was a nasty one that we saw uh, unfolding right before our eyes. And again, uh, the Wind Twins also up five to three right now in Colorado. But the uh, Rockies have the bases juiced. Nobody out in the top of the six. So maybe some live numbers we can get as the afternoon goes. One other update we want to do here at the top of the hour, that is uh, back to the PGA Tour, where Xander Shoffley uh, has a two-shot lead, but it's over two guys that I don't think we thought we'd be talking about right now. Uh, Poston's come and trying to mm-hmm. post a number, mm-hmm. as he's already back, just two back, and then we've got the amateur, 
We haven't had an amateur winner on tour since 1991. Yeah, by the way, uh, Xander Schauffele, 18 under par, two-shot lead. They are on the 11th hole, minus 250 odds on to get this home. Sahith Tigala, plus 550, but he is now at 16 under. He is in a three-way tie for third with JT Poston, who you mentioned, 14 to 1 right now at BetMGM. And then Michael Chorbornson wow. out of Stanford University, the 20 year old amateur born in Cleveland, Ohio, now raised just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. 14 to 1 and on a sponsor's exemption this week because New England guy raised, you know, prepped there in high school and 14 to 1 so far. And uh, last amateur we mentioned that won on the PGA Tour was Phil Mickelson back in 1991. I believe the Northern Telecom Open out there in Tucson. One guy it's not going to win is the guy that I had a chance at is Patrick Cantlay. This is a nightmare round for him. What a lot of squares on that card. Yeah, and way too many. He is now down all the way to a tied for seventh, and that is five back of his playing partner and his his mate Xander Schauffele, who partnered together. They won the event, the team event in New Orleans at the Zurich earlier this year, but uh, Patrick Cantlay not going to get a second win on the season. look like today 45 to 1 and by the way in case you're looking at the live numbers and go oh what what can i get on the amateur you can't get anything on the amateur there's as i look here uh i don't see a number on where are you looking on DraftKings. they don't have it okay they might not but bet mgm does have 14 to 1 on the amateur so that's interesting that some books out there depending on where you might be looking they're not going to let you wager on the amateur but they are going to do it at bet mgm at 14 to 1 right now yep so, and by the way, the AM is in a whole yeah, world he's of trouble up, right uh, now. I believe, I don't know if that went in the water Ooh. or just crossed the hazard line here, but he is trying to see what kind of shot he is going to have to the green. So a uh, little bit of trouble here for uh, Mr. Thior Bornson. Uh, I just love to say Thior Born because... Uh, there is a Thjorborn Olsen, yeah, who, is. by the way, plays on the DP World Tour, uh, a man from Denmark who has won a few times worldwide, came back this year. Remember, he had that kerfuffle with that plane incident and the uh, oh, yeah. sexual assault suit yep. filed against him, mm-hmm. was suspended for a while, now back on the DP World Tour. He won in the British Masters a few months ago, and Thjorborn by the way, wasn't in the water but his club head got wow. in the water, so he gets it back in the fairway. But a lot of splash there, so uh, probably some uh, soiled khakis, I would say, for the young amateur. 20 years old, 14-1. to 1, That would not be long enough for me for an A yeah. to win and beat somebody like Xander Schauffele at this point. A couple points of interest. Uh, Thigala, as you mentioned, he, well, what a shot that was. Literally out of the water, pretty much, that we just saw from the AM. Uh, Thigala leads the, leads the tour, I believe, in... Dropping his club when he swings mm-hmm. on shots that end up pretty he, darn he, good. He is Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, that's exactly what Matsuyama does. Like on, these guys are like, ah! You know, on his backswing, you see this dude, and it's like, ah, oh, the shot is terrible. The like hand off feet. the club, so you're expecting, okay, he's going deep in the woods, or he's going in the bunker, you know, 50 or 60 feet right of the hole, and he hits it to within 10 or 20 feet, usually. Uh, Chesson Hadley, by the way, that if that name rings a bell, he's playing 18 right now, trying to post a number. Uh, he's at 1,400 par, four off the lead. And again, you're, he's not going to cash this ticket, I wouldn't believe. I'm seeing 500 to one right now uh, to get in that clubhouse lead. He's a kid. I still call him a kid. He does this. Mm-hmm. I can't snap my fingers like he does. Mm-hmm. After every birdie, when does that go away? Like, do you stop doing that? Some, like when you're a teenager? Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Or is that something now he has to just do for his whole career? Snap your fingers, do your step. You can do it all by yourself. Apparently. Oh, I like that. So I, I just wonder if you ever grow out of that. Then all of a sudden people are like, why aren't you doing You your- don't if it keeps working for you and you keep winning. That's true. If you do win, as Headley, by the way, is going to post a number. 
He shoots 64 today. Pretty impressive. Uh, he'll always be a teenager to me. Uh, but that is uh, one of the lower rounds of the day. Scott Stallings shot a 63 yeah. earlier. Luke List with a 65. Yeah, those ain't those ain't going to hold up, obviously, no. with Xander Schauffele now at minus $3 to go ahead and get this home. Wow. Uh, 18 under for the X-Man. Two-shot lead over Poston, the Gala, and the amateur Chiorbons. And there's nobody in the live numbers that, that would interest you at this no. stage if it's not Patrick Cantlay. No, I, I, I think X-Man's going to get this one home. Yeah, I, I totally agree. All right, when we come back, uh, you know, we've Brian Ortega – is not behind the glass today, but he started something last week mm-hmm. that Elliot Bowman is going to continue today. Movie Quote Sunday. And we're going to give you some quotes from popular movies and see if there is an NFL-related future wager that you might make based on what you think the quote would correlate to. Mm-hmm. Did I explain that properly? Do, do you understand so. the, the terms I, and the I, rules I, of I the game in America? All right. So we're going to try to help you, maybe in the futures market here, if you can identify... What movie quote could relate to a team and or player this year to help you cash some tickets? I hope that Sean Connery is included in this so I can do my bad Irish accent. Come I am on looking back. forward to that. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open up the account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. I got caught coming out of the break mm-hmm. eating a, a peanut butter cookie that Brian Ortega's mother brought in for the crew here at VEASAN. And so literally was not prepared for that read as I was eating that cookie. And the reason why I bring that up, one, they're delicious, so thank you to Brian Ortega's mother. Second of all, we're going to continue a tradition that he started last week, which is Movie Quote Sunday. We're going to give you a a movie quote. I'll try to do my worst impression of it. And see if there's a correlation that you could see possibly in the futures market here in the NFL, because I cannot wait for the NFL season and you and I in the green zone and et cetera on Sunday. So I'm going to start it off with this quote. 
and I think you're going to know it. You ready? Mm-hmm. You want to get to Capone? They pull a knife. You pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital. He sends one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Now, that's how I did it. Let's hear how Sean Connery did it. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife. You pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. I thought it was a very admirable effort on your part. Thank you. Because I, I couldn't hear it in my ear, Connery's, but that was my Connery. Mm-hmm. And it, when you're talking about one of the best characters, Malone, as he played there in The Untouchables, which, by the way, I had rated as my number one movie of all time. Really? That's my number one rated movie of all time. Of course, in the city of Chicago, when I moved there, Racine Avenue, if you've seen the movie, I had to go find Racine Avenue. I wonder if Matt Eberflus has found Racine Avenue. You know, I had a friend who lived there. So can he be the secret weapon? Maybe he was going down Racine Avenue looking for some offensive linemen there in <laughs> Chicago because that is exactly what he is going to have to do. Look, uh, Justin Fields, I mean, Matt Nagy now out as coach. Yes. And I think, uh, you know, he had kind of run his course there in Chicago. Justin Fields, now your starter. He is going to be the day one starter. I remember last year I was kind of in the minority arguing to say, okay, you got to start the ginger ninja Andy Dalton. Bring this guy along. You don't want to put him behind a terrible offensive line and, you know, get the guy killed early in the season and, and really smash his confidence. But, you know, I think Fields showed some glimpses last year of, you know, the kind of talent he has making plays with his legs and outside of the pocket. But obviously they want this guy to do his damage, throwing the football down the field and inside the pocket. But that offensive line just never was healthy last year. And, and that's still, I think the biggest question mark in Chicago. If you talk to anybody that sure. follows the bears or covers the bears, I think that, that that's a big question. Eberflus, uh, first time head coach comes over was the defensive yeah. coordinator for the, for Indianapolis, by the way. And Eberflus, I thought did a very solid job. If you remember, that was a really weird situation in Indianapolis when uh, Josh McDaniels, took the job and then reneged on the offer. Mm -hmm. Eberflus was his guy. He was going to bring in for defensive coordinator. Colts had already hired him. So it's like they already signed the deal with this guy. And then McDaniels reneged. So they kept Eberflus. And I thought he did a nice job as defensive coordinator. So now he's going to try to uh, move one seat over, shall we say. I know that's what we say in basketball when the assistant takes the job over for the head coach. But, you know. Chicago, I still think that they're a little ways away. I, I, I think we're going to see more flashes of brilliance at times from fields. You're also going to see some head scratchers, and you're going to see some bad decisions, largely because he is behind that offensive line. Well, we'll find out if six and a half wins. That's the total this week. If he can find the Chicago way, and if it is through Justin Fields, and this team is good enough in what's an interesting division this year. I think the Vikings feel like the team that's going to be in the come up. I don't know about Brian Ortega's Packers and whether or not they're going to hold to the form that we're accustomed to when you look at the wide receiving core. And I do think Detroit's going to be better. So it's going to be an interesting division overall, but Chicago is starved for a winner. And uh, we'll find out if Matt Eberflus is the right guy to lead them in the right direction. It's time for Movie Quote Sunday. Quote number two, this one is short, but very, very sweet. Take it away, Sensei Crease. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No sensei. No mercy. So there it is. John Kreese sweep the leg. But sensei, I'll be disqualified. You have a problem with that? Mm-hmm. Is there a coach that would give bad advice like sensei Kreese gave? 
Now, again, win at all costs. That was kind of the motto here back in the 80s for Sensei Crease. Is there a coach that you think maybe says the wrong thing at the wrong time and maybe not just the the uh, the Cobra Kai kids, but maybe the athletes look at him and go, what are you doing? Because I think last year for me, that was the Superchargers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brandon Staley, I've got some future tickets on them because I like the makeup of the team. You're finally coming around on the Los Angeles Chargers. That is good to see. Well, no, I believe in the talent. The problem I have is, do I believe in the guy calling the shots like Sensei Kreese? Is he going to do the wrong thing at the wrong time? Is he going to get a little headstrong and say, I'm going to just follow these numbers and maybe not go with a little intuition here and how to win a football game? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's not being right. It's not being analytically driven or eyeball driven. It's about winning however you can get in that winner circle. And I got to be honest with you, I'm trusting that he's going to be better in game management situations this year and year two than he was in year one. Well, like you said, year one, that was his first year as a head coach. It's like, cut the guy a break a little bit. I think that they are fine in the head coaching department. I know he does some things in what is seen as unconventional because anything that's different from kind of the norms of how this game has been coached is different. So it's tough to get used to, but I I think the Chargers are going to be fine with Brandon Staley. I understand why you said that in terms of uh, this analogy for this particular movie quote, but I've got a couple here and I'm going to kind of stretch it a little bit. One would be Pete Carroll because Mm. Pete Carroll now is in his seventies. And it's like, I was surprised that Pete Carroll and John Schneider came back in Seattle because this is an absolute total rebuild with that organization. They've traded Russell Wilson. They don't have a lot of talent on that team. All the old defenders from the Legion of Boom, all those guys are gone now. (laughs) So this is a total rebuild for Seattle. So it's like, are they going to be listening to this coach? And is this coach Pete Carroll going to be engaged despite the fact that he came back? I got a feeling, uh, you know, that there's going to be some other people within the organization that are going to have a little bit more say in how this is run. So I don't know how that's going to sit with Pete Carroll and John Schneider. So he would be an example. And then another guy in terms of that, I would say in terms of maybe trusting the least, uh, could be Matt Rule. Not that I think Matt Rule is a bad coach, but I think Matt Rule is kind of in a tenuous situation. He's got a quarterback that obviously they have said, okay, this guy, Sam Darnold, is probably not going to be our quarterback of the future because they're still trying to get a deal done with Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, this guy's not the guy for the future. And then we've already seen David Tepper, who's a relatively new owner there in Carolina, has only been the owner now for a couple years. They fired Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. Carolina wasn't terrible. They nope. were five and seven. You know, new quarterback, pretty young team. Seemed like an odd move. Tough division when you got Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and company in that division that who were the defending Super Bowl champions at that point. And they fired Joe Brady as offensive coordinator. So it's like, what makes you think they won't pull the trigger on Matt Rule here? That he is absolutely on the hot seat down there in Charlotte. We've got one more to get to for movie quote Sunday. Arnold, take it away. Look, it may take a while. I want to wait. There's a bench over there. I'll be back. I'll be back. One of the most classic three-line phrases ever in movies. But every time I hear that, though, I think of the Simpsons character, Rainier Wolfcastle, like doing the the Arnold Schwarzenegger character (laughs) on that show. Well, I wonder if there's any player, and when you get certainly in the MVP market, that might be a longer shot that could be back. And there is a name that I kind of like out there. And right now you can get him at 100 to 1 to win the MVP. Christian McCaffrey. We're just talking about Carolina. If he is back, 
he has the potential to be a long shot MVP candidate. Now, can he stay healthy for 17 mm-hmm. games? Can Carolina have marked improvement? If he is the reason, one, he's healthy, and two, all of a sudden they somehow become a playoff team, and it's directly because correlated to Christian McCaffrey being back and all the way back, like Arnold, and he did come back again and again. And again. I think they made three of those Terminators. Yeah. So I wonder if McCaffrey at 100 to 1, for me, that'd be my. I'll be back. The obvious choice, if you look at the odds for like comeback player of the year, would be Derrick Henry, yeah. who, of course, you know, missed several games, uh, went out in week eight with an injury and returned uh, right around the playoffs. So you think, okay, does he have some production left in him? I still think that he does. But I'm going to go with a duo. Oh. And I'm going to go with the duo down in New Orleans. And I'm going to go with uh, guys that are going to be back, maybe to form. And that's Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas, Ooh. who does return from injury last year. And remember, he got sideways with Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton's not there anymore. It's now Dennis Allen. And I think that that's good for New Orleans. They got a new voice as a head coach. I think they committed to Jameis Winston. It's it's only a two-year deal, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a, you know, a half marriage, if you will, here. Uh, Not not fully married. Not the papers aren't fully signed, necessarily. But Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas, I think, are going to have a very good year. I think New Orleans is going to be a sneaky challenger in that South for Tampa. I think so, too. If Tampa Bay has a pitfall, it could be New Orleans there to pick up the pieces and see if they are all the way back. I love that segment. I look forward to it each and every Sunday. Come on back. We'll be back right after a short break here. Betting Across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today, you're going to get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st, so sign up now at VSIN.com slash summer. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We mentioned earlier in the program the Astros are trying to make history and go back-to-back no-nos. Hadn't been done since 1917 when Ernie Koob and Bob Groom did it. We all remember that for the St. Louis Browns. That's not going to happen. And not only is the no-no gone, yeah. but the lead that was once 3 nothing Astros, Yeah, that is now also they're gone. just trying to win a game and Whoa. not make history. Trying to get 3 of 4, by the way, at the stadium here. But now tied at 3, DJ LeMahieu, a two-run shot here in the bottom of the eighth. Two runners on. Astros still in relief. It is uh, Maton, I believe, uh, the new pitcher for the Astros. Or or he just got taken out of the game. So Astros uh, send another guy on the mound. Giancarlo Stanton is up. Giancarlo two Stanton, two by the way, did spoil that no-hitter that mm-hmm. Jose Urquidy had going into the seventh inning. So now, all of a sudden, uh, Yankees, you know, they win a lot of games where they don't have a lot of hits. Isn't you that crazy? Three runs, three hits. And they're still right in the game here trying to get a split from the Houston Astros. Uh, all tied at three here in the bottom of the eighth. And then uh, a couple other scores we had, uh, just the one final so far, the early game on the Peacock. Miami Marlins get the win over the Mets 3-2. to two. So uh, Mets don't get the sweep, but a nice trip, successful trip down to Miami. And then uh, going to the top of the ninth here, I'm trying to hang on for dear life with my under 6.5. Tampa Bay 4-2 to two over the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then uh, Red Sox all over Cleveland 6-2, to two, top of the eighth. Bottom of the eighth on the south side. Maybe a much-needed win for the Southsiders. 4-1 mm-hmm. to one, White Sox over the Orioles. 4-3 to three, Oakland and Kansas City going into the top of the ninth with Oakland due up. 
10-3 Milwaukee all over the Toronto Blue Jays. Not a very good outing for Barrios this afternoon. No. That is in the top of the seventh. And also, a couple games we were talking about earlier in the program with Arizona and Dallas Keiko on the bump. Detroit's already got two on the board as they play the second. Two-nothing Tiggers already. So it's just amazing how quickly it feels like Keiko's career, which was at one point on a Hall of Fame trajectory, mm-hmm. to just bottom out now where it's like the Tigers, the worst hitting team in baseball, already taking advantage. And it feels like Dallas Keuchel, wherever he's been this year, whenever he's out there, it's just been struggle bus city. So we'll find out yeah. if Arizona can get back into the struggle city. bus city, by the way, for the two offenses in the College World Series. We are now in the top of the fifth. No score between Oklahoma and Ole Miss. By the way, loser leave town match really on the Oklahoma side. Mm-hmm. They lost last night 10-3 to to Ole Miss. Boy, Ole Miss was really the sleeper coming into this tournament. And they've just been unstoppable. And sometimes you get one of those teams that get on one. Yep. And clearly Ole Miss has. So uh, Sooners trying to avoid elimination in Omaha. Uh, let's get to some NFL news and notes. We were just discussing before we went to break, you know, I'll be back and whether or not Jameis Winston uh, and certainly Michael Thomas and the rest of that Saints offense is back. We know how good the defense is, but they could be shorthanded to begin the season, and that's because Alvin Kamara is bracing, according to league sources, for a potential suspension up to as high as six games for allegedly breaking a man's eye socket in a bar fight right here in Las Vegas. That yeah, I, the believe, I, think, the, I think it was at Dre's, it was. Uh, by the way. And as the day before the Pro Bowl, uh, when you and I were actually doing the show that next day, so they're waiting for these legal proceedings to play out. So while we like what the Saints have, at least the makeup of potentially what they could have, we don't know what the week's going to happen with Deshaun Watson and Cleveland. And now six games is significant in a 17-game season. Does that change the handicap at all for the Saints if 41 is not able to go? You know, perhaps I think a little bit. Now, I think the passing offense is going to be better this year just because I think the Saints with Jameis Winston. Look, this is a team, by the way, that did play four starting quarterbacks last year. I believe uh, Taysom Hill started. uh uh, Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon mm-hmm. got a couple starts, and also remember the uh, Ian Book start yeah. on Monday Night Football did not go well that was for not the, uh, against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins defense absolutely feasted on the rookie out of Notre Dame, so I think just the continuity of the passing game, having Michael Thomas back healthy, they did draft Chris Olave out of Ohio State, yeah. so they've got some weapons there, and I think uh, the, the tight end Troutman they brought in, they have moved Taysom Hill back to tight end. I'm sure they're going to have the Taysom Hill uh, package there, but one of the things, if Kamara is out, they went to an old trusty guy with some history in New Orleans, that being Mark Ingram. Now, obviously, Mark Ingram, I think, long past his prime yes. necessarily. So it is, I think, a cause for concern, but this is a very good offensive line that New Orleans has. Now they're going to have to, it looks like, start a rookie if you look at that depth chart, a guy they got in the first round, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. So he is going to take a place for uh, for the guy Armstead mm-hmm. who signed the free agent deal with Miami, Taron Armstead. But I like what New Orleans did with the receiving core. I think that this is a better group, not only with Thomas back healthy, but you had Callaway and Smith who had to play a little bit more and get more reps last year. Chris Olave, they drafted. And then Jarvis Landry, I think a very sneaky, uh, you know, undervalued or underrated signing sure. there. A guy who can, I think, do some work in the slot. I still think that's some uh, value for this team. Still has some good years, I think, left. So the Camara thing is a little bit of a concern, but there's a lot of guys. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson thing, what's that suspension going to be? But there is going to be a suspension, I think, by the league conduct policy for Alvin Kamara. I don't know if it's going to be six games. But look, 
Running backs, you can always maybe pick some up around training camp. There are always some running backs as the position gets devalued in the National Football League. There's always, I think, some value, you know, some guys that are out there looking for work. You can uh, find one, them. one man's trash might be another man's treasure. So I don't really dock the Saints. I think it's clearly a blow, yeah. but I don't think it's a death blow for their season by any stretch. You know, you look at what's going on with the Baker Mayfield situation, and I feel like it is one of the ongoing sagas here in, in the uh, offseason here for the NFL. And so now we kind of thought a week ago, maybe, as we were talking, that it looked like he was a shoe in for Carolina. And that's where Baker Mayfield's going to end up. Because all reports are he's not going to be in Cleveland no matter what happens with Deshaun Watson. It's just that square peg round, round hole is not going to fit anymore. And now we're hearing that the Seahawks have a quote-unquote high level of interest in going to get Baker Mayfield. We just talked about Pete Carroll in the last segment and how much maybe this is the end of his time there in Seattle at the age of 70. Maybe he doesn't want to do this any longer. Do you think Baker Mayfield, Pete Carroll, could that unlock something in the Pacific Northwest? And do you think that's doable for a team right now that their quarterback room, it's Mm -hmm. Drew Locke and Geno Smith? I don't know what Seattle is waiting for here. I would have already had this deal done and, you know, maybe given Baker Mayfield at least a change of environment. I think you've seen enough out of Geno Smith. He has been in your organization, so you know whether the guy can play or whether he can't play. And then Drew Locke, you know, maybe they're thinking Drew Locke is going to be the guy that, okay, we get him out of Denver you know, maybe this being a new scenery for him mm-hmm. that he's going to find something. But I'm surprised Seattle has not made that deal. And like I was saying in the last segment about Seattle, you just don't see a lot of talent on this roster. You see, you know, a lot of inexperience. I think Clint Hurt is a good hire as defensive coordinator, so the defense might be a little bit better. But all that talent that Pete Carroll and John Schneider built together as a team that won that Super Bowl and made runs in the playoffs every single year, I mean, the door's closed. All those guys, Russell Wilson's gone. Bobby Wagner's gone. Mm-hmm. All these guys are gone. So I think if, if if you're Seattle, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I think, gives you a better chance than either of the two quarterbacks they have right now. Now, they're still the worst team in the NFC West. So I don't think Baker Mayfield, all on his lonesome, is going to all of a sudden make this team like a wild card contender. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you as well. So maybe the roster isn't that good, even if, if Baker Mayfield gets there. If you're thinking about playing those Seattle win totals for the over, just be leery there. Interesting comments coming out of Pittsburgh, and they come from Chase Claypool, who's an interesting character, shall Mm -hmm. we say, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Loved him coming out of Notre Dame, and then you saw him basically spinning a football and uh, showboating in a a, time-ticking-down situation. Could have cost his football team a win. He, He likes to be demonstrative. He likes to say things. He said this, I know I'm a top three receiver in the NFL. Now you can say, all right, well, Ben was a little bit diminished. Maybe not the same Ben Roethlisberger, certainly last year. Um, What are the expectations for Pittsburgh? Because right now we know that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as a head coach. He says it's a three-way race right now for whoever's going to be the quarterback. And that could include Kenny Pickett, but we're hearing reports. He's taking uh, reps with the third team right now. You look at the Steelers. If you think history is going to repeat, he's not going to have a losing record. You want to bet that over seven and a half wins. Minus a dollar ten. Do you still trust Tomlin, or do you look at the roster and go, it's just not good enough? I trust the defense. Certainly, this is still one of the best defenses. Obviously, a new coordinator now that Keith Butler has retired, a longtime great defensive coordinator there in Pittsburgh. But 
they're the team. I think that this division, there's just not much separation for me. And nope. I know that they're put last because, of course, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, hasn't proven that he was a great starter in Chicago. But I think that wasn't all on Mitch. I think that a lot of that was on Matt Nagy as well. But he's getting a second chance. They did run the ball better last year. I think the line was getting better. Najee Harris, I think, got better as the season went on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is Cincinnati going to regress off, you know, kind of maybe being ahead of schedule next year and making it to the Super Bowl? What's going to happen with Cleveland? How long is Deshaun Watson going to be out? Baltimore, we still got the situation with Lamar Jackson with this contract. I think that Baltimore probably has the least amount of questions, but Pittsburgh's not out of it by a long shot. I think they're very much being discounted. Speaking of not out of it, the lead in the PGA Tour for Xander Schauffele is down to one. We'll discuss that and look ahead to the British Open coming up in a couple weeks over in the birthplace of golf, St. Andrews. We'll discuss when you come back with us on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences on Sunday. You can place a $25 one game parlay on any MLB game, and you're going to receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport, regardless of your bet's outcome. Log into your account, download the app, sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a $25 one game parlay on any baseball game. Turn game time into showtime with the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademark used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. It must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is now with job free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We'll get to some baseball updates here because we just had a brawl, mm-hmm. a base brawl in Anaheim. Now, on a 1 through 10, Wes, you just watched it during the break. Was it a legit base brawl? Everybody's saying, like, like this is such a great brawl. I mean, I would be on the higher end. I'd give it, like, an 8. But okay. it did start, uh, Jesse Winker got hit by a pitch, and, you know, all the Seattle dugout was basically saying, okay, throw this guy out of there. It was going to be, it was a uh, once, by the way, uh, is the starter, and he hits Jesse Winker. 
Jesse Winker goes right to the dugout and mm. wants to fight the whole team. And he got into a confrontation with one Anthony Rendon, who's got his right hand, right arm and a cast, of course, out for the year, but smacked Jesse Winker in the face, pushed him with his left hand. And then all of a sudden that got going. J.P. Crawford for Seattle over the top with some forearms. So uh, they had it settled. It was about a three minute video we okay. were watching here on the laptop during the break. And at about halfway point, they kind of seemed to like cool some things down. You know, all the bullpens came out and everybody's got to come out. Cooler heads are prevailing. And then it got going again. So it was a decent little bro. I don't know all timer. I mean, we become prisoner of the moment for all these damn things. <laughs> we so, do. so, you know, who knows uh, if it was an all time bro. It was a pretty good kerfuffle between two obviously very frustrated teams who are falling uh, by hot. the wayside. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Just you're, fight. you're just in a pissy mood. And clearly they were. So that is what happened. Uh, Jesse Winker. I don't I don't know if that game is restarted. It hasn't, according to my scoreboard, by the way. So uh, we shall see what transpires out there in Anaheim later this afternoon. What is transpiring in Omaha? First team on the board are the Oklahoma Sooners. Mm. Boomer Sooner one nothing here in the top of the six. I believe they still have a couple runners on. And Oklahoma obviously has to win this game to get it to a deciding game three. If that happens, that'll take place tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Very quickly, as we get back to the PGA Tour here, and you had mentioned, uh, I believe not that long ago, that Xander Shoffley was almost a $3 betting favorite to get mm -hmm. this done. He now has a one-shot lead. He just played the easy par 5 13th, and he made par. So you kind of give at least a, high, a half shot back to the field there. Igala, who's, who's playing 14 as well, just ahead, a group ahead of Shoffway, he's cut this lead to one. Yes. And uh, Poston, by the way, might be posting a number. He's at 16 unders. He plays the 17th. All of a sudden, Wes Reynolds, this thing's getting a little too close for comfort for Xander Schauffele. Yeah, and we could stop showing Patrick Cantlay, please, even though he has a birdie here to get it back to 12 under par that he does make. So something went right on his round. But Patrick Cantlay has been Patrick can't play no, this afternoon. He has fallen well by the wayside. By the way, a lot of squares on that card, not a lot of circles. Uh, so Patrick Cantlay now six shots back. He is in the final pairing, by the way, with Xander Schauffele, who does have the lead, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. 18 under par through 13 holes. Minus four dollars and then Sahith Thigala who is a rookie who entered into this season on the PGA Tour with no affiliated tour membership I believe he's qualified for that temporary membership yeah kind of that thing Zalatoris had mm -hmm. if you remember a couple years ago but uh he is currently one shot back through 13 he is four to one JT Poston at 16 under he is 16 to one Kevin Kisner gonna need to get something going here yes yeah, he is at 14 uh under four shots back 66 to one the amateurs still hanging in there three back uh Michael Chior Burnson at 100 to 1. Those are the only prices I'm seeing right now at BetMGM, but this is on Xander Schauffele to win this. And look, if you're Xander Schauffele and you're a top 10 player in the world, which you have been, mm -hmm. I know he has not won a major championship, but I'm kind of one of those matter of time guys because I know this guy won the Olympic gold medal. I know he can oh, win right. big time events. He's won WGC events. He just hasn't gotten it done in a major. If you're Xander Schauffele, this is one you got to close out. And I think if you don't close this out, Look, I know golf happens, like uh, Halton Lee said over there in Germany today. It's <laughs> effing golf, quote unquote. But when you're Xander Schauffele and you're a player of that caliber, and you know you've got another guy that's the number four break player in the world who is your playing partner this afternoon in the final group is playing terrible. It's mm. like, well, I know he was my biggest competition today, so I got to finish this guy. So we'll see if Xander Schauffele does get it done. I do think he will. Speaking of the X-Man, who, by the way, after the first round, I believe, uh, maybe, actually, 
excuse me, after the second round, I hopped in on him on the U.S. Open. He was 29 to 1, and he was on the first page of the leaderboard. And he had a disastrous moving day and then had a really good Sunday. He was 20 to 1 uh, pre flop before this week at the, the Travers, and I didn't play him. And it looks like, barring a collapse, he's going he's gonna to close this week. He's 22 to 1 next week. As we look at the X Men, excuse me, uh, in two weeks yes. for the British Open. It's got, I'm, I can't wait to play the final major already of the year. We've got a couple weeks to go before we get there. But let's look ahead to that field because what's going to be interesting here is we're going to have the live event this week coming up in Portland. A lot of the big names in the PGA Tour might be starting to either go over to play the Scottish Open, to prepare for the British Open, but these worlds are going to collide once again. I don't know that you can just discount the live golfers. Dustin Johnson, I look up, he's 28 to 1. Mm-hmm. And right now, out of the live golfers, he is the, uh, the, the, the shortest favorite that I see on the board. I don't see a number right now. I'll find one on Brooks Kepka. But do you throw away some of these guys with all the controversy they've had and say, you know what? Their heads might not be right because the golf world isn't rooting for them. Well, I think it's going to be a case-by-case basis. And look, uh, you know, this is not only on the PGA Tour with American players. This is also the international players. So, uh, look, uh, I believe uh, the DP World Tour came out this week. It's a co-sanctioned event, by the way, the week before the Open at the Scottish Open that they are going to have. It's both a PGA Tour and a DP World Tour. No, they're not. So, like, Brooks can't go over, who, by the way, is 33-1. to Those guys now, because you mentioned this this week on the DP World Tour, you did have some live golfers. But they are now going to say, and the Scottish for some, Mm -hmm. they've used the Scottish Open as a prelim to warm up for the Open, to get into the conditions, certainly for the American players. Phil Mickelson did it famously, where he became the first guy to win the Scottish Open and then win the Open the next week. Well, that won't be available to a player like Phil Mickelson this year because they are not allowing them to play at the Scottish Open the week before. Yeah, so you have to practice. Now, This uh, the course in the road this year, of course, is St. Andrews, the old course, uh, which has hosted the Open Championship more times. I think it's 28 or 29. I may be off. Hadn't been there, though, since 2015. No. Remember, uh, that was when uh, Zach Johnson emerged from a three-man playoff to go ahead and win that event over Louis Ustazen and Mark Leishman and then that four-hole playoff. So haven't been there since 2015. Of course, uh, the winners that will be in the field, Zach Johnson, obviously, long past his play and he's going to be the Ryder Cup captain but Louis Oosthuizen won here in 2010 mm. Tiger Woods in 2005 Tiger Woods also in 2000 we don't know yet he's kind of said he's not committed but I think he's going to end up playing this thing so yes. at least there's that story but just looking at the odds here it kind of matches what we've seen I think in the last you know few majors Rory McIlroy now at BetMGM 9 to 1 he has emerged as the sole favorite with this performance at the US Open and then of course winning in Canada John Rahm Scotty Scheffler look one uh, 2 1 in the world I should say Rahm 2 Scheffler 1 actually I think uh, Rahm did get passed in the ranking now so I believe he's number 3 Justin Thomas already a major championship winner this year, Colin Marikawa, the defending Clara Jug winner, eighteen to one. Matt Fitzpatrick's been cut to the twenty to one range, that? and I think now he's in new territory yeah. where you're not getting those forty to one or those mid thirties like I got for the U.S. Open last week. But weekend. there's nobody that grinds it like yeah. Matthew Fitzpatrick, yeah. right? I mean, it's technically and, and he, do you, you do wonder? It's like okay, I finally won, even though he's won big tournaments on the DP World Tour, the former European Tour. You finally wonder, okay, now he's broken through and won that big one. 
are we going to see him continue that? You right. know, is he quote unquote built different? Like a lot of people are saying about Scotty Scheffler. So Fitz 20 to one, then you got some guys in some shaky form here, like Cameron Smith. He has not been playing well. He is far past his peak from the season mm-hmm. at the 22. Will Zalatoris, people are going to keep betting Will Zalatoris. <laughs> I, at 22 to one's a little bit low. I need a little bit more, but look, I made a joke after the uh, U.S. Open last weekend. So we're going to meet here at the same time four weeks with yep. our Zalatoris tickets as well, because you got to almost keep betting him. You feel like in majors because the guy's just right there. It's like, OK, when's he going to break through now is Lynx golf where he's going to break through where he doesn't have a lot of experience. Look, we said that about Marikawa last year. Mm-hmm. And what does he do after he misses the cut badly at the Scottish Open, just changes a couple clubs out of his bag and goes ahead and becomes the champion golfer of the year. The 30th time that St. Andrews, it's not St. Andrews, it's St. Andrews. Yes. Right? So yes. for all the uh, Puritans out there. Man, you got all the accents down. You got the Sean Connery, <laughs> the Irish accent, they're all, the Scottish all my accents, accents. sound the same. You, my you, Scottish, Australian. You are, all the you same. are a citizen of the world, Dave Ross. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not Wimbledon. It's Wimbledon. Yes. Wimbledon. So we're gonna get those things Just right. Rolls right off the tongue. Sure does. Uh by the way, we're gonna update what's going on in this event when we come back to and some baseball scores to get to, maybe some live numbers to get at. Come on back. It is betting across America right here in the Cindy Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.